Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. You're wondering, well, why am I listening to this on a Sunday? Or maybe if you get to it uh, the next day on Monday. Well, because we thought it, it's kind of slow to talk about stuff on Wednesday. Why don't we talk about stuff that happened on Saturday uh, on Sunday, like normal people do? We're faking being normal, but we thought we'd give it a try. For instance, my co-host, Jason Kirk, what did we get to watch yesterday? We got to watch a four-overtime game. Two ACC games, right? We got to watch Duke and Virginia Tech uh, continue in their ACC coastal battle for an extra two or three hours. And we also got to watch uh, Auburn and, and new ACC team Arkansas do the same. Congratulations, Arkansas. It's really impressive how well Arkansas has transitioned to the ACC. To beat a traditional Atlantic Coast power like Auburn with all their rich ACC tradition, that's just impressive. I mean, we know about Auburn and Clemson and their long-standing ACC rivalry. Sure. I really feel like Arkansas and Boston College need to work something out. Dude-off? Dude, yeah, off Dude fight. <laughs> dude fight. Who can, who can win a game with field goals and lose with touchdowns? And I it, feel like this needs to be like a headbutt trophy. Yeah, I, this is definitely two coaches that get shirtless and fight, but not with any fists. It's all just, just grapples. Yeah. yeah, grapples. Yeah. The grapple cup. Ground game strong. <laughs> just like a Turkish wrestling match, except it's in like a, I don't know, what's the most ACC restaurant? Is it Cookout or Bojangles? It's Bojangles. <laughs> it's Bojangles. Like Turkish wrestling at a Bojangles. That's Bojangles bathhouse. Like. Yeah. <laughs> it's like slightly spicy. That's the most erotic idea I've ever heard. It's just Dixon. buttery. Mm-hmm. Wow. Butterhouse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that uh, that 4 OT game, you know everyone's tired when Arkansas starts winging passing TDs. Yeah. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> You're tired of scoring that other way. They're tired. They won't. They they can't possibly expect this. Yeah, that's a touchdown pass. Sometimes we do that. This is cheating. This is cheating. I consider this the sand in the eyes of football, but I'm, I'm gonna do it anyway. <laughs> They're at the point where like Boise State would be breaking out like octuple reverses, and Arkansas is like, shit. Guess we'll throw it to the tight end. Damn. Damn. All right, crossing routes. I know. I said we never do this, <laughs> but you it's s- time. For, it's time, time not to run plays. into each other. But you Bert, might, you, you might. Bert, you get said, seriously, seriously injured. Bert, you said crossing the routes was bad. I know. <laughs> yeah, you'll you'll die, but you know, it's time for that. We've got to get this game over with. Got to get this game over with. It's a big ACC game. We'll Actually, pick, I wonder if we'll a game that goes over. that long is like extremely safe. Like if you play if you play a hundred <laughs> snaps in yeah, sixty sure. minutes, that's like oh buddy, you you're putting the whole city at risk. But if you do it over the course of like six hours, it's like. You just added three years to your life expectancy. It's true, man. It's just you got a good you got a good sweat in. The other thing I want to discuss, and hey, we are recording outside, so if you hear a siren, thanks, APD. Oh, it's them rats. Them rats come for you. It's them rats, dang it. Uh, we have the big game yesterday. Not not I think coming into it the big game, but the best finish yesterday. A lackluster ACC game, a real ACC game with two teams that have always been in the ACC for the most part, Florida State and Georgia Tech. Do I say that like one was an independent, one was in the SEC? The, the Why game, are you putting down the Metro Conference? Oh, I'm sorry. Damn. Damn, I left the Metro out. Metro booming conference. <laughs> the the mixtape kings of Atlanta, Georgia Tech. <laughs> Somehow managed to tie the game with the Florida State Seminoles, the previously undefeated Florida State Seminoles, and managed to tie the game with uh, a couple of passes, which, again, that's a trick play for Paul Johnson. 
is a couple, you know, throwing a couple of passes mm-hmm. and managed to tie the game 16 16. Aguayo lines up for a potential game winning field goal. I think it was like a 53 yarder. It, it was pretty yeah, long. It's like 56, yeah. Yeah. But he, he can do that. He can hit that. Yeah. He's a legitimately great kicker who has hit those kind of kicks before. He did not. And did not in this instance. He did not. I mean, we look. There was a hand in the way. We have, we have no way of knowing if it was long enough, straight enough. We can assume that it was, but, but there was a hand in the way. This, the long kicks are just more blockable due to the angles and trajectory, and, and Georgia, Tech, Georgia Tech student athletes surely figured that out. Trig- it, that it's an unfair, unfair advantage they got with all them trigonometric, geometric machinations that they can perform live on the field with their large engineering brains. Paul Johnson stabbed you right in the thigh with a compass. And he's not even <laughs> sorry. That's also science, and don't tell me it ain't. <laughs> Blood is science. That's what they teach at Western Carolina <laughs> University. Blood is science. Uh, hey, can I ask you guys a quick question? What was your favorite point Florida State scored in the second half of this game? Hmm. I think that would be none of them. <laughs> okay. There was the touchdown it almost scored, but sure. instead ended up being its first uh, first interception Offensive of the turnover. year. Yeah, that was that was good. Yeah, I would. Uh, did you look at the yardage for this game? Because I thought. Oh man, this is just Florida State. You know, like they on the the yardage, and in every way, they've probably got like they probably have a huge advantage. You know, and they just squandered it away nope. to a Georgia Tech team. Nope, not true. Nope. Not true. Not true. Florida State didn't have three hundred yards offense. Yeah, Dalvin Cook ran for like eighty four, I think, off the top of my head. This is you know why this happened because Bill Connolly said Dalvin Cook was good. Yeah, Bill C. That's- FSU Twitter, go get Bill C. Yeah, yeah, he hates he hates y'all again. He ended he 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 intentionally hexed Dalvin by by saying he's really good. Bill he C- did, it. and you know that's true because Bill C is a math nerd. Of course, that favors Georgia Tech in this. It's all one math conspiracy. Never learn math, FSU fans. Y'all should have seen this coming. It's take, it's, it's taken you this far. It's the devil's graffiti. Mm-hmm. Don't look at it. Don't don't let it judge your world. Coupons okay? are for quitters. The uh, except for Valpac. Well, Valpac, you know. Valpac. That's easily half of the Florida State economy is Valpac. The uh, and I mean the state of Florida, not just Florida State. Undoubtedly, there is a Seminole fan named Valpac. Man, ain't nobody ever gone to Steak and Shake without Valpac coupons. <laughs> Unless you're in Indiana and you actually think it's good. Hey, Connie, I stole the neighbor's Sunday paper. We going out to eat? The uh, the four hundred pound Sunday paper because <laughs> it rained. Yeah. The the other thing I absolutely love about this game, of course, that it was returned. The kick is blocked. It is returned for ATD. There are no fewer than eight really great details about this play if you watch it. Because Paul Johnson initially waves this off. If you there are shots of him on the sideline going, Don't touch it. Don't touch that Don't ball. touch it. We need to run an offensive snap. <laughs> Hold such on. As, such as the, the fullback dive. Hold on, I'm gonna call the bomb squad in. They got one of them robots. Robots going to test that ball for, for dangerous chemicals. This is Georgia Tech. We do have robots. We got robots everywhere. I got a robot yeah, coming in as the B-back before you know it. Honestly, there's probably 30 autonomously functioning robots in those stands. Mm-hmm. Just walking around. Having sex. Yeah, that's, that's the only reason Georgia Tech exists. <laughs> so, so robots can fuck? More like sex would drive. Wow. But there's that. There's... 
the helicopter that I believe it's poor Roberto Aguayo yes, does. Roberto Aguayo, who ha- who has is pretty decent as a tackler, considering oh, a, he's a place kicker. He's an athlete. Yeah, he's a yeah, he's a really great athlete. But he's just he, spun around. Yeah, yeah. The guy who ran the kick back just spins him, and he gets helicoptered. Pini Pablo should should demand Roberto Aguayo send him a hundred dollars. For copyright infringement, I think a, two ACC men can settle this up. <laughs> Which, again, remember that the rule of Pity Pablo is that it doesn't have to fit by syllable. You can just say it, and it'll work, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Florida State. Yeah, just stretch it out, like a re- like a Georgia Tech run. Yeah, and then when the celebration happens, of course, there's a guy with a cane. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, in the crowd. Yeah, in the crowd, there's a guy with a cane. There is uh, Paul Johnson making the weirdest face I will ever see Paul Johnson make. He made a face that it's like this this super sassy tongue gesture. Yeah. That like I could picture a young teen making like a eh. it's kind of the noise it sounds like. I said this last night, but honestly, it reminded me of somebody who was being was very drunk and who was being arrested. And he was like, go ahead, take me to jail. I don't and care. There, and there, there were two two officers uh, at, at each of his elbows at the time. So There were. So it totally looks like they're taking him to jail. And he's like, I don't care. Kenny Chesney kiss my ass. I paid for them tickets. <laughs> it looks like his yeah his boys are over on the side. And uh, and they're like, oh, shit, did you really graffiti the Kroger? And he's, he just says, heck yeah. Yes. Heck yeah. Uh, to me, it reminded me of if Blanche Devereaux got the last parking spot at church and stole it from her like <laughs> retirement community enemy. That's the face she would make. <laughs> Which is as good an analogy for Paul Johnson <laughs> as any. Because <laughs> the, remember, the real fun part about this is, and oh yeah, I, I could talk about this all day. I could just get that back up that truck assault. Just pour it into the wound all day long, Florida State. But the best part is that this was a two-win Georgia Tech team. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Two. None of those wins against a Power 5 team. Nope. Hey, but they beat Tulane, though, so you got good company. <laughs> you remember just, NFC South champs. They, I just tell you what, Georgia Tech just beats up on them Gulf of Mexico boys. <laughs> they just they have a hatred for public health. <laughs> I'm like, you want to solve malaria? Why'd you do that? We'll run the triple option on your ass. Malaria is a friend of mine. Sincerely, P. Johnson. Hey, they, they do spread through bugs. But lost to North Carolina, lost to Duke, lost to Clemson, which everyone's doing. That's, no shame in that. It's fine. Lost to Notre Dame. Yeah, I mean, that was good. Mm-hmm. They they were listless in that game, though. Just listless. Like, it's 30-22. It was, not, it was not that close. But otherwise, standing on a pair of wins against Tulane and Alcorn State until Florida State comes to town. Same Just seasons. another thing Florida State and Alcorn State have mm-hmm. in common. Hey, yes. look, Jimbo, look, Jimbo Fisher spent his offseason resurrecting his hairline, which everybody assumed was just, you know, Good is dead. Did the same thing to Georgia Tech season. The man is a miracle worker. <laughs> Way to go, man! That's amazing. Yeah, uh, he could not do the same for you, Miami. I'm sorry. You're <laughs> Miami's already hopped up on extends anyway. 
That's a, Al Golden's hair looks great, asshole. Al Golden's does, hair you know, does look fantastic. You're I mean, right. think think about that. Like, uh, how much more accomplished a person is Al Golden than any of us? Because if we had been through what he had been through, yeah. and his inevitable firing, I, you know what? I don't even know if I'd have hair. I don't think he's even aged that badly. No, like he, yeah, yeah. You know, like you, looking you always, at him at the presser yesterday, he hasn't really like put on weight or anything. Those, He's still always, as shiny as ever. You always see those pictures comparing a president, like on inauguration day, to you know the end of his the end of a term or something. Al Golden's looking fine. Like he's sleeping like a baby. Yeah, like look at Will Muschamp. Like toward the end with Will Muschamp, like I don't know if you'd ever got some eye sag going on. Uh, oh, the the paunch had expanded. Mm-hmm. You know, he was always kind of a Barney Rubble-shaped dude anyway. Uh, the hair didn't go away, but he definitely gave it a lot less attention. He was much more willing to go out in public with the hair looking a mess. I feel like his hair got less fluffy. Yeah, that's true. It looks sad. Yeah, it got flat with the sort of, like, weight of sadness. Like a like a zoo animal that has not been cared for properly. Like, it, his dorsal fin just fell over. Are You were saying it's as if it had fewer points? Wow. Oh, my. I mean, I'd like to tell him that, but he's blocked me on Twitter, so. <laughs> we'll pass on the message. Yeah, just, just do that if you would. Just DM him. I'll just send him this file. <laughs> yeah, I'll email him. Hey, buddy. Why did you, why did you block me? <laughs> I mean, we can just send it to him in December because it's not like Auburn's going to oh. have much else, much else oh. to be doing. He can catch up on his correspondence then. Good for him. But, yeah, that's... 58-0, the worst loss in Miami Hurricanes history. Yep. Did you? I, did either of you watch any of this game? Because I'm not going to lie and say that I did. Oh, I, I, it oh was, yeah. It was, okay. it, was, it was my main watch in okay. the, noon, All right. the noon slate. It was, <laughs> Every time you click away, it's like, ah, I'm going to miss something really, really disgusting if I don't turn back. And then... How many first downs did Miami have? Like, I don't want you to think this was a 58-0. Well, it was a deceptive 58-0. <laughs> no, it was authentic. It's authenticated. You can, you can find the notary public stamp oh my, right oh, on the corner. Oh, my God. I just, I just found the box score. Oh, yeah. Yeah, six first downs. Good Lord. Dig into it. That's... Yeah, it was, it was um, I think, based on Bill Connolly's numbers, it was in garbage time early in the second quarter. And, like... It wasn't a it wasn't a Baylor Iowa State situation where it was like okay yeah well they won the game and then the other team did some stuff it was like no that just kept happening Miami just kept kept becoming more garbage. The most shocking number from all this besides thirty three first downs for Clemson and six for Miami in year five by the way this is not like well I mean Al's got a plan <laughs> no 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 this is the plan <laughs> well you know they've got some NCAA troubles. Um, from from like starting in like 2010. So here's here's what I really appreciate about this game. Um, <clears throat> Clemson led it led at the half 42 to zero. At that point, Miami and I think Brad Kaya was out of the game injured. At that point, Miami would have been within its rights to say, "Well, screw it. We're just you know we're gonna open it up. We're gonna try to make this respectable." Uh, Miami went for it on fourth down once all game. They punted ten times. They just went. They just could not have been less interested in doing anything in the second half of this game. Do you think at that point that punting is kind of like, let's see how big of an asshole you are? It's possible. Like, yeah, I think it was like, like listen, Tabo, kinda... you, you think you're, 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 you're Mr. Holy and Righteous. 
Let, let's see what kind of devil you got in there. Was Are it, you going to crack 70, Dabo? <laughs> so was this, it, so was this, it an etiquette test? So this was the last this, temptation of Dabo, is what you're yes. telling <laughs> <laughs> Well, he gets to play Miami again next year, so I wouldn't say last. I will, yeah, I, will, no. I will take you into the Orange Bowl or the former, or, or the Joe Robbie Stadium, and you will learn the true meaning of avarice. That's that's it. No, 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 no. I'll, I'll decline. We'll only score no, fifty-eight. No, there's there's two hundred people watching this. This is a this is scene. What, this is what Clemson should do if Miami really, really goes in the tank for the next two or three years. Stop at fifty-eight. Every find time? some way. Yeah, find some way to get to fifty-eight and stop. Like, man, you're up fifty-five and you're on the one in the third quarter. Kick what are you doing? On first down, yep, yeah. 50, 58. This should be their dose of zero. I like that because that will that will also lead to a lot of uh, conspiracy theorists. Will be like, oh, what happened in nineteen fifty eight? We have to figure this out. <laughs> Dabo. That's a sign, Dabo. What are you trying to tell us? <laughs> Damn it, Dabo! Watch Lost. <laughs> yeah, uh, the Clemson Tigers had four hundred and sixteen yards rushing. Four hundred. And 16 yards rushing. This was the game where at halftime, Dabo held the boys out at midfield. Um, and some speculated that they just decided, fuck it, we don't need a halftime. But uh, he was actually yelling at them about sportsmanship. <laughs> they class. By 42 points. <laughs> because there was some pregame scuffling and whatnot. Um, and, uh, and, and Dabo decided to make a, a public example. Well, public is a little generous because there was like 19 other people in the building. But that's a, I was going to say, that's a real intimate environment, actually. Is there a good reason why Al Golden isn't just out on his ass t- tomorrow? Um, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, I'd love to hear <laughs> it. It's, uh, Miami does not have very much money. Yeah, there's okay. that. Uh, yeah, and they're going to have to call people today. Yeah. Like, this is great. This is actually how the world works. Today, the reason they have not fired him is Pass the plate. They're probably, <laughs> they're probably calling people and asking Hi. them for money. Uh, yes, can I speak to Michael Irvin, please? <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. Hey, all you NFL players who are tweeting about how you want rid of mm-hmm, Al Golden, mm-hmm. it's time to invest. Sure. <laughs> this and, is why and, Ray Lewis hasn't said a thing, because he's got the most money. <laughs> who, who could be more fiscally responsible than a Miami football player? <laughs> that's just like that's it. Don't, don't. So the play, the school can't afford to hire a new coach. Players can't afford to fire the old, <laughs> and they have no other, uh, no other alumni who care about football. Give Clinton Portis the job. Promise him like eighty grand a year. Man, this entire institution is just like what an aberration. Like someone set up a talent farm and like one of the most athletically a- athletically potent places in the world and attached it to like this small private international university that is not crazy about sports and like it worked great for you know a, a-, a few different five year stretches well it's like but... when you when you have a money laundering business that needs to go legit all of a sudden and you're like shit i don't know anything about doing nails the fuck <laughs> are we doing we're going to have to open a nail shop damn <laughs> And Al Golden is just, oh, he's just ruining your, your tootsies. Just fungus, toenail fungus everywhere. <laughs> How are want, you adding fungus? I don't want to use the rasp. How would you best describe the Al Golden era at Miami? Toenail fungus. Two words. <laughs> Intentional toenail fungus. So, so that's why they are. That's wait- a five-yard penalty. <laughs> <laughs> that's why they're waiting a day. Okay, right? That's yeah. why they're waiting a day. is because yeah. they don't have, they actually have to call people and yeah. say, hey. We'd like to do this. 
Would you please write a check? Do you, and if the, do you have any savings bonds you haven't cashed yet? Would you... Ask your would, parents. You might. <laughs> would you be interested... I mean, think about this. Just take the names off of it and say this. Hey, would you be interested in a complex financial transaction involving an institution in South Florida? <laughs> Who says no? <laughs> Not me, buddy. What's my, what's my return on it? Uh, TBD? Yeah, TBD. I promise that in four years, you might beat Clemson. Bobby Petrino might walk off with a school vehicle. You get probably a different white guy a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you familiar with Lane Kiffin? Do you want to meet him? Now I'm in. Do you like yeah. to meet him a lot? Yeah. <laughs> you want like him, him to live about two years? What if he lived he in your house? Yeah. This could be part of the deal. <laughs> Do you have a room? Yeah. <laughs> You're familiar with Airbnb? It's like that, but with coaches. See, that's what all these GoFundMes are getting wrong for Miami fans. They're just like trying to raise money, but you need you need the perks. You need to be like, hey, if you give a thousand dollars, Lane Kiffin will come to your house and fall asleep next to your pool. Fall asleep on top of your mom. <laughs> <laughs> Lane Kiffin will come to your house and eat all your bagel bites without telling you. That's two thousand dollars. How can you turn that down? He'll bring, ever, he'll bring National Treasure, too, and then talk through the whole thing. Ever, speaking of Lane, bum, Lane, bum. the offensive machine that Alabama is, totaled <laughs> 19 points against the Tennessee Volunteers. Unstoppable. In, in, in his defense, um, Bowling Green really got the Tennessee defense prepared for <laughs> Alabama. Well, I mean, you know, not, not everyone has the luxury of being tested by Dino Baber's finest. But yeah, 19- I mean, Maryland does, and that hasn't gone great for them. <laughs> That's a bit more than a test. God, so, I mean, That's the whole course right there. We talked about this on a previous episode, but the saddest shit in the world would be Dino Babers taking that Maryland Don't job. Don't do it. Don't do it, Dino. Don't do it. Um, yeah. I. Do you, have a, do you have any sensible takeaway from the Tennessee-Alabama game? I do not. That Tennessee's better. How about that? Like, honestly, like they continue this, like, oh, they lost and looked better. Okay. Trajectory. That's sure. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, Tennessee's still young. Defen- and Defensively, they looked good. Like, I don't think that's anything that we can I – don't, I don't even want to hedge that, okay? They ran the ball with Derrick Henry a lot. He had 28 carries, and he only got 143 yards. They were really productive yards. He scored two TDs, right? They were the crucial TDs for Alabama in the game. But against a lot of defenses, if you're giving Derrick Henry 28 carries uh, – that's going to do a lot more damage. You know, they forced Jacob Coker. Jacob Coker completed a lot of passes, but especially at the end of the game where he completed them one-on-one to get them in position for the winning score, but forced him into a pick, you know, really kind of limited him. They took their Gary Danielson, who's really good, you know, the five-second Danielson and identifying what happened. Alabama had their safeties like 20, 30 yards back sometimes, just like way back there, like prevent defense deep because they didn't want to get beat deep. So they did a good job of limiting Alabama. I thought like that was the part that impressed me most about Tennessee was the defense. I was genuinely impressed by them, especially playing on the road. I think if you're a Tennessee fan, you can say stuff like, oh, we missed three field goals, and if Bama didn't connect on two jump balls on that last drive, we win. And you know in your heart that, no, that's not true. You had a lead against Alabama, therefore you would lose to Alabama. But on the whole, definitely encouraging, especially considering um, 
Tennessee could be better again next year. It was a little disconcerting from the Alabama's the perspective of the Alabama defense that I mean, you know, they got the uh Tennessee did get the one interception. Um but they didn't end up getting any points off of that. So all of their drives where they got points or missed field goals, they were all pretty much long sustained drives, like where they would move the ball 60 yards downfield at, at, at a, in an individual drive. That, that feels like a potential weakness for Alabama. I don't know exactly where it comes to bite them, but I don't know. The defense even though they held Tennessee to 14, was much more bend-don't-break than you normally expect from this defense, maybe? Yeah, yeah, but I think that was, I mean, this was game-specific. Yeah, okay. They just they knew that Lane Kiffin really wanted to suck up the safeties and then put it over the top because that's his thing, and they just were not. They were not. They were going to let Derrick Henry eat as many yards as he wanted to, you know, up to like, because like, I think... By design, they were like, we can't let him get a longer run than 20, right? Like, limit him and then see what we can do with the rest. And is it like his long yesterday was right on plan? It was like 20 yards. No, but I'm, I'm talking about the Alabama defense. Oh, like, I'm sorry. They, they just, you know, Tennessee didn't have, tr- didn't have a lot of drives where it was like, oh, three plays, seven yards out. They, they were able to move the ball reasonably well. They, yeah, once, even on their those three failed drives, they yeah, still made it past once, midfield. Once they got it to the 30, they bogged down, but... It wasn't. It was. It was not. You know, sort of the. Oh, okay. Well, now we're going to drop the hammer on you, and you're not going to do anything on offense. I think yeah. if you if you watch this game without context, you would say, without the context of Tennessee's season and of this series in particular, you would say, oh, damn, that was impressive. Tennessee almost beat Alabama. Right. I think it sort of clouds the mind knowing like the long streak Bama has, and like the fact that Tennessee actually blew big leads. I don't count this as blowing a lead, but. I think that sort of sort of clouds the result when really, you know, Tennessee almost beat Alabama. Yeah. Yeah, that and this. Next week, the two teams that are going to butt heads out of this, LSU and Alabama, in like the game for the SEC West, pretty much. I mean I yeah. know Yeah, and they and they get a bye week to, to build up even more of a charge. Right. For that, like when you look at when you look at like what that game's gonna Brandon Harris is gonna be able to get dudes loose. Like Josh Dobbs would do this thing where he would get out of the pocket, and that's what you want against Alabama, right? He's the get out of the pocket or start moving just enough to get those DBs kind of off their pedestal and off of their assignments and make them worry of whether you're going to run or pass it. And he could do that, and then Josh Dobbs can't get the ball to the right guy downfield. Nope. Nope. But the threat of, I mean, Brandon Harris is mobile enough to do that by himself, and with the threat of a play action from, um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure LSU has a running back. Nobody's heard of him. Someone. Not Dalvin Cook. Don't care. Yeah, ain't Dalvin Cook. Take that, FSU Twitter. (laughs) Just sitting here vamping for Dalvin Cook and not that unknown guy at LSU. We're just stunting. But, you know, that seems to me to be something where I'm like, I would be pretty optimistic about that as an LSU fan. That's fair. Uh, Can we talk about, do we have time to talk about Utah? Yeah, sure. Let's do this real quick because I know we're trying to keep this tight. Uh Oh, Utah got stomped. Utah oh, got stomped I, so badly I, by USC. I, uh, uh, yeah, uh, Travis. Tra- Travis had a bad game. <laughs> he did, and and I I said this on Wake Up College Football. So excuse me for stealing from myself. Um, USC looked super disciplined in this game. They didn't. They didn't make silly mistakes. They didn't get dumb penalties. They didn't. You know, turn the ball over. 
this is like what USC is supposed to be when they have all their ducks in a row. It was kind of weird to see because you didn't expect to see this uh, from USC, I don't know, at least maybe for a couple more weeks. But they look good. No, they should fire their coach two games into every season. They might. What if they just cut out the middleman and like just hire Clay Hilton? Because what's his record now? Like, nope. Gonna, no, gonna have then to, then nope. he's the then he's the head coach and not the interim. Oh, then head they'd coach. have to fire him. Yeah, yeah. So you just keep going until you find the one true coach, which is like the DB coach. Yeah, I mean, then it's just back around to Editor Orgeron somehow. The line of succession, he's still in it, even though he doesn't work for the school anymore. <laughs> the line of succession. It, it's like... <laughs> the the it's, Trojan line of succession. It's like somewhere, the, in, somewhere in there you got a new AD. It's like how the Postmaster General used to be on the presidential line of succession until, I don't know, the 70s or so, and then somebody's like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> wait. Yeah, I don't think the Postmaster General should be president. It just president. keeps starting over. Mm-hmm. Like, here comes Kiffin, fine. Yeah, no, I mean, this is what Pat Hayden, if he really wants to be useful... He can step in, do the Barry Alvarez, add it to one of the 900 jobs Pat Hayden says he does in a week, get fired, and then give way to the one true coach, whoever that may be that year. Barry Alvarez. Exactly. This is like, I think you can treat USC, not to appropriately extend the Hollywood metaphor too much, but you can treat it like the franchise where they pass around directors, right? Mm, Yeah, yeah, this is the Mission Impossible. Yeah, or Star Wars. Star Wars doesn't worry about that. Sure. You know, Harry Potter didn't. They were like, oh, yeah, Guillermo del Toro. He'll, take, he'll take do one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, take a shot, buddy. Chris Columbus does the first one. Cool. We'll just do that. USC, different coach every year. I am all in favor of this plan. I also enjoyed in this game, Juju Smith-Schuster pointing at, I believe it was 15 on the Utah defense, saying, come get some. Get over at, here. Yeah, did the scorpion, right? <laughs> <laughs> Get over here. Like, pointed him out live mid-play. Dude accepted and then got dumped on his ass with a stiff arm. There, there's there's the two views of this play. The one where you see that and you're like, oh, God, I don't want to see the other one because I know there's going to be a blocker or something. Don't even make me look at the, oh, fuck, there's a blocker. He was pointing at a blocker. And then you just sort of try and forget that. And yep. Because, like, the, the original, it was kind of, like, after the game, Juju said, like, no, yeah, I don't like that guy. <laughs> in, in, so many, in so many words, he said, like, you know, he basically indicated he was really excited to get to stiff arm that particular guy. So, like, in his mind, he was doing that. And, like, maybe he gestured more, uh, more evocatively because he wanted to see that dude get laid out. And then he was like, ah, oh, fuck it, I'll do it myself. It's, but it's, better to it's, think it's of a it, very, very good angle. It's better to think of it like a vampire where it's like, oh, you know, you invited him in. He, you could have you kept the door shut. You could have run off the field. It's your fault. What happened? <laughs> that and the entire sideline behind him watching live yeah. is the is the world star reaction. Audience. It wasn't it wasn't a stiff arm. It was a choke slam. Yeah, it was a choke slam. And you see, like, there's three dudes who all jump up at once when it happens. Like, woo! <laughs> and now, and now USC is going to go to Cal and lose by twenty or something. That, that's right. That's right. That's you how just, this... you just courted the Cal Bears. <laughs> I'm so I'm so glad you. I'm so glad we understand how the Pac-12 works now. It doesn't. Like, that's the answer. Yeah, that. And if you watch Joshua Barnett, so the oh, last thing I want to point out from yesterday was Joshua Barnett. It's a vine that went around isolating his work in a 31-14 Stanford win um, over pulverized team. Who was poor pulverized team in this game? Washington was. Ah, this Washington yeah. was this. This they all they all look the same with tire treads on their face. This week's mashed taters, Washington Huskies. <laughs> uh, watching that game and watching him pull 
do a perfect club technique, throwing his blockers, D-lineman, to the ground, and then actively hunting for a man to hit before blowing him up like Kevin Nash. Just... This whole game was really fun. It felt like Stanford sort of felt kind of encroached upon. Like, when Stanford plays, like, you know, whichever... Washington State or whatever... Sure, they'll they'll throw it around a little bit. They'll 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 they'll, they'll, they'll pretend to be a Pac-12 team. But when Washington comes in, Washington, I, I feel like their ideal is to be kind of a burly team. Stanford mm-hmm. says, huh? <laughs> so yeah, they, they bow up. They bow up like mama bear. So, like no. So San, Stanford in this case is the CrossFitter who just had somebody break into his house and is like, oh, it's on, it's on, baby. Not only does the CrossFitter break in, the CrossFitter like immediately starts doing like jump lunges with. I'm, I'm gonna a, make you tap. Do you want to squat? You want to go do squats in the back? If you, you want to, you want to go do flip squats. Yeah, if you, you flip, could, uh, flip squat battle. You could have the TV if you could do more up downs than me. Yeah, that's cool. You can if you muscle up. You can take my car. You can do one muscle up, bro. <laughs> Just one muscle up. No, no, no. You don't get to kip one strict muscle up for my entire fucking house. And then they throw a rowing machine at you. Yeah, then they both tear their rotator cuff. But yeah, they did feel encroached upon. I hadn't really thought about it that way. But Washington wants to be the like er smashy team, and Stanford's like, uh, yeah, nah, bro. No. no, man, I'm going full Reba on you. Copyright. <laughs> they they had they yeah they pulled like the Elon Musk move where they like, no, we we have like thousands of trademarks on this particular particular uh, iteration of power football. You fancy you fancy yourself to be purveyors of intellectual cruelty on the football field. Oh, no. Outroll. This is the patent troll offense. Come get some. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are a joy to watch right now. I love watching this team. They are not at all what I enjoy usually watching. But if you have a guy with the number ninety four on his back who's in a three point stance in the backfield, <laughs> just call an adult. Oh man. I feel like the two things about Stanford that set them apart from like Saban Ball are like they're cool with just with tearing up and down the field. They just want to do it their way. Exactly. Right. They'll that, and like, also what? they have like the athletes that totally set them apart. Because like, yeah, Derrick Henry's awesome and all, but he's not going to put like nine jukes on a dude like McCaffrey or Barry Sanders will. Yeah, and they don't. They don't. The blocking's just not as clean. You know, and I know that's a result oh, of playing man. in a, a conference where you do get marginally like larger defensive linemen. That's just going to happen. But my God, Mario Cristobal is crying somewhere right now. I know, but he, he's, he's he probably cries when he watches Stanford game tape. It's just not the same. No, like Alabama on their final on their final TD yesterday to say it's like just to compliment them. Uh, they had a magnificent like counter. I think it was a counter play to the left oh the, yeah yeah oh they, they the just they, tennessee was had whiplash from that yeah just like a beautiful pulling guard it was it was beautiful stanford does that like two out of every three plays and they do it with you know they do it with a gigantic quarterback who's who is totally happy to be like yeah i'll be the lummox <laughs> I'm, you need a giant lummox a qb i'll do that it's like watching the princess bride if every character was andre the giant so beautiful it's great it really is there's at least like little bandy dudes in alabama you know little wiry guys who like running around and catching things there are there are none of those people like even christian mccaffrey like when you look at him you're like he's bigger than i think he is (laughs) yeah i think it's stanford size he looks tiny but then you look it up and like oh no definitely bigger than me his bones are made of dark matter (laughs) you're like like devin kajust he's uh 
<laughs> like Devin Kajust is like svelte for that team, and he's massive. So they are they are a true bountiful, ample assed. I think another writer DM me last night was like, "I'm just going to call them like the Palo Alto ass pile." That's all they are, just this giant pile of like buttocks beating everyone up within like a 500 mile range. Yeah. Also, uh, George O'Leary's gone. Woo! 